Working out is hard enough, so you may as well make what you're wearing an easy decision. Girlfriend Collective makes sustainable, soft, supportive activewear that feels as good as it looks, so you can look forward to moving your body. Girlfriend Collective creates responsibly sourced activewear for everyone from size extra extra small to 6XL. They've got you covered from head to toe. Find pants with different compression levels for ultimate comfort, supportive and soft bras and underwear, workout dresses, joggers, sweats, beanies, and even cute slide sandals. And Girlfriend makes their items in your go-to staple colors, but also makes fun, bright colors and new seasonal releases to choose from. They also have a garment take-back program called Re-Girlfriend. So once you're done loving your pieces, a long time from now, of course, send them back to be upcycled into new Girlfriend gear. Feel good in what you wear, whatever you're doing, with Girlfriend Collective. For listeners of the show, Girlfriend Collective is offering $25 off your purchase of $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash Francine. That's $25 off $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash Francine. Girlfriend.com slash Francine. And please tell them Eyes Up Here sent you. All right. Let's get it going right here, right now. This is Eyes Up Here, and you're listening and watching a brand new Eyes Up Here on our Patreon channel on the Network. If you didn't know by now, my name is Chad, and every single week we hang out with the uh, the co-host of the show here, the uh, the one and only Queen of Extreme, Francie. It's me. It's me. The Queen of Extreme. I'm trying to think of a rap. I need a new uh, catchphrase for when uh, we do YouTube. Because the stuff that I used to do on Twitch doesn't rhyme with mm-hmm. YouTube. <laughs> and what you know, it's different, different terminology. So I'm, I'm trying to be a rapper now and it's not working out too good. What are some words that rhyme with tube? Hmm. Lube. <laughs> or there's another one. <laughs> um boob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, like with super chat, uh one of our uh one of our uh, subscribers. Uh, said, anytime you get a super chat, sing it to Super Freak. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, that's cute. Now I have to think of how to do it. Thanks for the super chat, super chat, you super chatty. Yeah. You I'll gave like me that. a super chat, super, super chat. <laughs> super chat. I don't know. I'm just trying to uh, be my uh, entertaining self, but, um, you know, it's kind of hard. But anyway. What, what do you think about it so far with the YouTube? YouTube? Uh, I'm, you know, w- when I left it, I was just like, eh, you know, we'll do, we'll try something else. And now that I'm back, I have come to the realization. I really like it Yeah. compared to Twitch, like YouTube, like they were saying, YouTube is more of a community and for the type of person that I am, I think it's a better fit than Twitch. I feel like Twitch is mostly for younger uh the younger generation the gamers which i'm not a gamer you know i tried to play like donkey kong on (laughs) (laughs) how did that work out for you like old school games now it didn't work out too great um but i feel like you know what we do on youtube is is more accepted than it was on twitch like i feel more comfortable on youtube and yeah. I like more. So I'm I'm happy to be back. And um, for those wondering where I am on YouTube, it's uh, ECW Diva Francine with an exclamation point. And we're doing all kinds of cool stuff. We're trying to get to uh, 5,000 subs. So we are on our way. Yes. Well, I'm excited. Way. It's, it's, you know, it's going to be hard, but we're going to keep working. We're going to get there. So. Yeah, absolutely. No, the, uh, the last video we put up talking about backstage politics was riveting you know it was a great conversation i was listening back to it um you know not playing with the algorithm making the numbers go up at all i was just listening to and make sure it all worked and uh i actually i felt like it was a very good back and forth right i just i felt the flow of it was really good and as a listener to digest it it was a great choice and that's what i like about youtube you know you have so many pundits out there that can say whatever they want and now we have somebody in the business, giving their perspective. I thought that uh, the, the clip worked perfect. Yeah, it's it's fun. I, I do enjoy it. I like, 
I, I understand it more than I do Twitch. You know what I mean? Like I, I can navigate it better than I, than I ever did on Twitch. So, right. um, you know, but you have to try things to see what sticks. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I took, I think it was like a two year hiatus. Mm-hmm. Like it's even been longer, but now that I'm back and I, you know, I kept the channel open because I, in the back of my mind, I said, well, I don't want to just take the channel down. I want to keep it up and keep these subscribers. And I'm glad I did because most of them have come back. Seems like it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, So it's good. And we've added more um, new people. And, you know, I notice sometimes uh, when I check my, like my Twitter numbers, I get more followers, like new followers on Twitter. So if, if they come over and they hit the subscribe button on YouTube. I mean, it's a win-win. So yeah, absolutely. just trying to keep it entertaining and do fun stuff. So we'll see what happens. How, how was our weekend in New York? How was I'm going to predict I made a million dollars. I signed a motion picture deal. And um, no, I, I, I don't know yet because it's coming up. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's coming up. But I'm sure it was lovely. I'm sure we had a really good time. And we taped... Uh, a ton of content for uh, Patreon extras, uh, plus the main show. Um, we're going to do one of the flashbacks, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. or fast forwards, whatever. Yep. Flashback. Whatever I like gonna... flashback. Okay. Whatever we're going to call it. Did, but... did we get to meet the Undertaker? <laughs> probably not. He's probably in one of those rooms with several uh, guards. Like, yeah, I imagine he's in the special room with like the British guards that the queen has outside of Buckingham Palace <laughs> with the chin straps that come on right underneath their uh, their lip that annoys the hell out of them, but they can't move and they can't smile. That's what I picture the Undertaker's room to be like. So I might sneak I in. Should I just walk in and be like, hey, I'm here? How's it going? You want to be on the podcast? Be like, so did you think that spot was good that I I talked to you about? Uh, you know, yeah, a couple of, twenty years ago. Do you think that really was good? Remember that time you and I were vibing in the hallway at a, you know, the Raw that night or whatever the hell it was, SmackDown. I don't even know where it was, but um, I'm sure he remembers. I'm sure, he's a big fan. <laughs> Quite the last minute addition to the show, by the way. I was shocked when I saw that. Oh, Undertaker! Really? Undertaker was the last announced guest oh and i'm like really like five days before first to draw people into like saving the date but maybe he maybe they just got him i it seems like it's either one of those things that they don't really care and they think that whatever they do is just gonna work or they've been working on it forever and it hasn't materialized and now finally went through but you know i hate to say like the people who plan things out and what they want to spend, like they just got a major curveball thrown at them. Yeah, right. Because now they're going to need an extra two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, like damn it. <laughs> well, I hope they still come see me. Um, I did not make the final poster. Which oh, my ego took a little hit there. I was always like, okay, but um, right. did they put everybody who's on the card except? No, they. Okay. I think there's only like eight people that oh. they on the. Phew. Yeah, no, the rest of us are and more. <laughs> Well, and more is better than not and more. Uh, my picture's on this site, I believe. So that's that's enough for me. But, um, you know, I, I'm pretty sure we had a good time. So we'll talk yes. about it next week as well. Very good. Yeah. Excited. Okay. Well, my email bounced back to me. That Oh, wait, I see what the problem was. The okay. guest email bounced back to me, but I see what the problem was. So okay. don't, don't, don't worry. Just take an I, extra I, minute. I'm cool as a cucumber, kid. I'm telling you, this this intermittent fasting is killing me. I want. I kind of gave up. I was trying, but I've I've well, kind of hit a roadblock. I'm daydreaming about food. I'm I'm thinking about all kinds of food. I, it's it's re- and and I'm watching like um, <clears throat> buffet reviews <laughs> on YouTube. Well, that's a terrible thing to do. <laughs> no, I'm dying over here. I'm so hungry. And my weight is the same. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? That's the most frustrating part is you do all that stuff and you kick your freaking butt and you get no kind of relief. And then you go, well, why am I doing this to myself? I don't get it. I'm trying to, I am starting to see more definition in my midsection, like abs. But you know, my problem is I, I have that bulge from the surgery. Mm -hmm. So I have these abs down here, but then on the top, I have this little bulge 
And I'm like, How, what do I do? Do I go see another doctor? Do I get another CAT scan? Because they can't find anything. It's really annoying. Really annoying. Mm. But um, I, my calorie intake is low, man. I, I'm like on fumes. I All I had today was a cup of coffee. Oh, wow. I'm like hungry. Are you hangry yet? Not yet, but I will be probably in an hour. I'm like... <laughs> Sam, may I have some porridge, please? Just, <laughs> just a little spot of taste. The, the finest gruel that we have in the cupboard. Something to help me out. I'm so hungry. And we have all these snacks in the house. And I'm just like, oh, I'm dying. So, but we are uh, replacing all the cereals with this new keto cereal. Okay. That Hubs found. Like one gram of sugar, 15 to 20 grams of protein. Kids like it. It's chocolate. And then they have a peanut butter. They're puffs. And the kids like those. So no more sugary cereals. And then no more snack packs. He found protein balls. Mm. So they're, they're they're all different flavors. So Protein gonna, balls? Yeah. I think they're like the little, like, um, you know, the ball, the cheese balls. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. In like a two pound container. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, we, we ordered them. I think they come tomorrow. So um, they, they have different flavors to them and the kids are going to have to eat those because we're trying to get them to eat healthier because they, you know, they're not the best when it comes to vegetables and fruit. <laughs> Who is? <laughs> I know. Who is? I you double it in there. Now, have you ever tried like cauliflower wings or anything? Is there any way to gussy up the, um, uh, the, the vegetables? Um, no. I have not tried cauliflower. I've had ca- cauliflower wings and zucchini fries. Zucchini fries I love. Okay. I love cauliflower, but I'm going to go on record. Gets me a little gassy. And oh, my well, stomach I definitely hurts. don't have it. <laughs> yes. I, I stopped eating cauliflower. I love. I used to roast it with garlic and olive okay. oil. Absolutely delicious. But by the end of the night, my stomach expands to the size <laughs> that I'm carrying a 10 pound baby again. And I'm like, <laughs> oh no. So I stopped eating cauliflower, but zucchini, I love zucchini. Um, I make zucchini just with olive oil and garlic. I don't even fry it. I just saute it and eat it. And it's so good. Yeah. We've had these, you know, like the steamer bags or, you know, yeah. the little like thing you put in the air fryer. And you know, if you want that like kind of illusion of a wing, right. <laughs> it's not eh, the, then, right? the, the teriyaki one was garbage. It tasted like crap. But the the buffalo uh, or barbecue, uh, whatever the hell it is, yeah, cauliflower wing, it was fantastic. I'm gonna have to check that yep. out. And our guest has oh wonderful. Uh, so this is a, a woman that I knew. Uh, God, in the '90s, I guess, or early 2000s it had to be um and she found fame in wwe this is the former diva known as cherry i'm like sitting here talking and you're just like staring at me i'm trying to figure out the microphone that's okay i was just i was saying like i i don't remember what year you and i met but you were kara slice yes yes i was so that had to be Good Lord, was that during ECW or right yes. after ECW? Or you were in ECW, um, and I think we did a show was in Connecticut. It was like an outside show. That was the first show we were on, but I think I met you before that. But yeah, you were in ECW, and I still do in the independence. Yeah, and I don't know why I was allowed to do an indie show when I was under contract. That that happened uh, a couple times. We've seen a few. Yeah, we watched yeah, a couple uh, random New Jack City wrestling shows that you popped up on. <laughs> I don't know why I was there, but I, I remember watching you at such, you were so young. And I said yeah. to myself, this girl is going to do something in this business. Oh, and you did. Yeah. you did, but I lost touch and I haven't seen you in forever. So when you popped up on Twitter and I, I noticed you were following me, so I followed you right back and I was like, I want to get her on the show because I want to know what's going on. Where have you been? Have you been <laughs> hiding somewhere? Like what is what is going on in your world right now? Oh my gosh. So I am fully out of wrestling, obviously, and it's been for a couple of years, but I'm in Florida. Um, oh, I just so kind of started over, you know, and I sell insurance now for USAA. I don't know if I can say that, but um, <laughs> I love it. You know, I love that job. I still get to meet a lot of people and that's the fun part of it. I talk to people, you know, in all 50 states and um, that's the fun part is meeting people and learning about them and stuff. So yeah, I just bought my first house in October. Love so it. yay. 
I love that. Okay. And you're, you're in Florida. This is why I'm working because I am trying to get to Florida. <laughs> oh, what part of yeah. Florida are you coming to? Well, I don't know her yet, but I'm looking like if you go to my Zillow, it's Kissimmee Orlando celebration because I am like a big theme park girl. Okay. So I would love to be in the vicinity of all the parks and maybe try to become a vlogger um, of all things Disney and Universal gotcha. and that kind of thing. But, you know, that's a dream. I mean, I'm 50 years old. What the hell do I think I'm doing? <laughs> vlogging with my life. I don't know. But no, um, do what, do what you want to do with your life. You know, you know that's that's good advice because I, I have to. My kids love it. My kids, I mean, yeah. we, we were just there two weeks ago. I think I told you we were there for yeah. 15 days yeah. and it went by like that. And yeah. my kids were so happy the oh, whole trip, wow. you know, I mean, they're good kids in general, but I'm thinking to myself, God, if we live down here, like, yeah, we'd be happy all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some diehard Disney fans down here. I, I'm not one of them. I mean, I live more Wesley Chapel than Canada. Okay. Um, but yeah, my sister just visited from California this past week and her kids are not theme park kids. So we didn't even do that stuff. So right. now you know, when you say Wesley Chapel, is that near water? Or There's a water grass out here. Um, it's getting built up. So I'm kind of Zephyr Hills, Wesley Chapel area. So I'm way inland. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But you love I, it down there. Oh yeah. The heat's the only thing I don't like. The heat can be unbearable. I mean, oh, you're from goodness. the Northeast, so you're, you're either going to get really cold or really hot. Right. And I would prefer really hot over really cold. <laughs> no, it sucks. I mean, no. And the beaches are so nice down here. A lot nicer than, you know, yeah. Where we're right. <laughs> oh, well, I am super jealous of you. Um, let's go back a little bit. Okay. How did you get involved? Because I see you on the Indies. Um, who who was the one that trained you initially? The boys, kind of, really. I mean, I, yeah. I so I met um, a promoter, um, AJ Sparks, through Carmine Sabia. Yeah. And I had been working in the cellular industry, selling cell phones and stuff like that. So I had met a friend whose uncle, Carmine Sabia. She's like, you know a lot about wrestling. So we talked and then it was all about networking. I mean, we all know networking gets you ahead in life, right? So he got me in contact with AJ Sparks and Kevin Knight. I met them, went to a show and just went to a show. Like I wasn't like, I didn't know that's how you get involved in wrestling. I was just a wrestling fan. You know, I didn't know there was a school and all that stuff. Um, so anyway, I just networked and then I met Bobcat. Um, and then I met Danny Inferno and Danny Inferno was the one. Um, so I did, all, I met Julio Dinero. I, I traveled a lot with, so I valeted for him a lot and I know, you know him very well. So yeah. I just met people and went to different shows and my boyfriend at the time, Judas Young, um, had already been in wrestling. So I did shows with him. I found my own network and just kind of ex saturated the area, um, when I could, you know, cause weekend warriors, right? Sure. So and how old are you when you, when you start? 20 late 20s I remember late exactly. 20, no I, mm -hmm. I started in 99 I started training in 99 late 20s yeah here I'm thinking you're like 19 years old <laughs> no I'm not well, even to smoke up your ass I'm like she's young she's like 19 20 years old I don't feel though how old I am now either so um oh, yeah so that was just a lot of networking did a lot of independence, try to saturate as much as I could. And um, that's kind of how it started. I mean, I, I was just like, I'll just do this until I don't like it anymore. And just it kept going. So you're having fun. fun. And it, uh, I could be wrong, but that name is ringing a bell. Is that Carmine Sabia guy, the one that never left his house? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've had interaction with him and I, I do remember that name. Okay. Stars and Stripe Championship Wrestling, which never really kind of got out there, but yeah. Whatever he was able to, he was able to do something. So um, yeah, he was my real first connection to the indies. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so you come to these shows, 
you start doing manager work, I'm assuming, because you're not going to jump in the ring yet. Right. And have this full-fledged match, right? <laughs> right. Do you right. fall in love with it right away? Or are you saying to yourself, what the hell am I doing here? I fall in love with it right away. Yeah. Because okay. I've been a fan. And Bobcat was so nice to me. And she was just the other female rival. We always had that right. And we would go to yeah. shows together. I still talk to her to this day. She was in my wedding. I mean, oh, yeah. she's a really good friend of mine. Yeah. I love Cindy. Yeah, she's, she's great. The best. She's yeah. the best. Yeah. So... Yeah, I remember seeing all you guys on shows that I was on. Um, you know, I met Nova and his brother first off, um, which kind of got me. I knew about, he had been watching ECW. So Stevie Richards and all of them would come to the shows. And they were smaller shows back then. You know, they weren't right. hugely packed or anything. I mean, ECW was definitely drawing the crowd. So, um, yeah, but uh, I did. I fell in love with it and and was like, I'll do the managing thing. And then I kind of got bored. So, mm -hmm. um I went to, um, I forget who told me, but I started to become friends with Tommy Fierro, Judas right. Young, just, um, Inferno Kid, Danny Gimundo. And they told me about ECPW, which was Gino Caruso's school in yep. Parsippany, New Jersey. So then I went there. And okay. from when I went, I never really saw Gino running classes. I know it was a school, but I ended up learning from the boys. Like Judas would work out with me and... Johnny Thunder would work out with me. So a lot of the like regular guys that would just go for a workout um, would teach me some stuff. So I kind of started from there and then started learning as I, you know, so I'd go to the school like twice a week and I'd do the weekend warrior stuff and I'd learn more stuff there. So over time it, um, it got better. So I, yeah, I was, I was starting to get bored with the valet. There's only so much you could do. Right. Right. So, right. um, yeah, then I started to learn to wrestle. <laughs> and is, so, I have to just can I interject for a second? This is like the yeah. Hall of Fame of New Jersey indie people. <laughs> right? All these names. This is who I saw on the posters growing up, or every single person that you're mentioning. So I love right. that. That's my favorite. I love the Jersey Indies. Oh, I'll drop some other names if I can remember. Them. Hey, that's <laughs> fine. That's fine. I dropped New Jack City Wrestling, and that's why I saw your reaction. So I was like, oh, this would be yeah. good. <laughs> Well, so you, okay, so you did the manager thing. Obviously, you liked being a wrestler more, um, but I think. Well, right? I was really nervous at first because I just didn't think I was very athletic. So I, I, I took it a little bit at a time. I didn't take on big matches or anything like that. Just right. And a lot of the girls around me, they weren't... Um, the most experienced was Mickey James that really mm -hmm. I would do shows with. Other, all the other girls were not really that season. So um, it took a little bit for me to, to get the hang of it. Um, so, and then I started to do better because then I was able to do managing half wrestling, full wrestling matches. So um, at first it was the little, cause your body has to use that, you know, you know how it feels. <laughs> So, so um, it feels yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, and the nerve wrack of, of wrestling in front of a crowd and remembering, you know, what you're you're planning on doing, and God forbid something happened, you have to go off of that. That was, I still, I I was always struggled with knowing what how much time. Like, oh, you have a minute left. Like, I always struggled with the time. Yeah, and and you're doing indies, so it, it, you have a minute left. Like, no, I can have five, ten minutes. Like, <laughs> this isn't television. Like that, I never understood. I mean, I know they have to get out of there at a certain time and stuff, but the yeah, yeah, pressure on everybody, and it's like, come on, it's an indie show. Let them, yeah, have fun. exactly. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, okay, so so you work really, really hard. How does WWF or was it? F? It was E at the time. Yeah, I don't even know. How do they? How do you get on their radar? So, um, Danny and Jamundo was already in Kentucky when OVW was the developmental. Okay, and I had managed him a lot too. So, um, they had a tryout training camp for OVW. And he told me about it. He's like, you're perfect for this. And he told me and my boyfriend at the time, you're perfect for this. And so I was like, ah, I'm going to send in my application. And I was like, they're not going to accept me. And they did. And then I was like, I'll go for the weekend. I do weekend stuff all the time, right? Because it was only a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I was like, oh. So I went. And it was just like that. I mean, you did. I, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, they're never going to take me. I'm just, you know, good experience. Like, cause we had done like my boyfriend and I did, went down to Memphis and did Terry Golden's developmental when it was back then. So we had, we were used to kind of doing that. So I went and I was one of two girls in the class. Oh, and <laughs> which was well for you at that time. Right. Right. Yeah. And for some, on the second day, she like hid in the bathroom. So she was super intimidated. It was, I never saw her again, but uh, so that so yeah. made me look good. 
Right. And then I had, I had been networking. So I knew a lot of the kids that were already there. I knew Pat Buck was there and uh, Damien Adams was there. And Damien and I would, tra- would train every week together. So okay. I, we already knew each other. So long story short, we did that. Um, and then I called Danny Davis like that week when I got home and thanked him for the opportunity. And he said, you know, we see a lot in you mm-hmm. and uh, we would love for you to come and train at OVW. And he was very clear. This is OVW. Yes, it's the developmental for WWE at the time, but you're coming for OVW. <clears throat> there's no promise. There's no guarantee. So like something in my gut just said, do it. So right. I left a job that I loved and I was making really good money and I just took a chance. Um, so get down there in August of 05 and they did their TVs on Wednesday. So the girl that used to be the ring girl, for whatever reason, couldn't make it or whatever. I was like, I'll do it. Like, I just was like, whatever I can do. Right. So I'd been doing classes. You show up to the TV and help out. You show up to the weekend house shows you help out. I mean, it was just constant. So I got on as the ring girl. So long story short, um, Deuce was down there already. And I known Deuce for a long time because he started in ECPW in the same year that I did. However, he would come with his dad on times where nobody else was there and they would train. So I had met him a few times and did indie shows with him and stuff like that. So, you know, again, I had already networked. I knew a lot of people already there besides Inferno. Um, So long story short, after one of the TVs, he approached me and said that, you know, him and Cliff were working on this gimmick and um, they didn't really, they wanted a girl on old school roller skates and he wanted to, you know, give me the opportunity to put it together with them because Deuce was signed, but Cliff wasn't either. Domino mm. wasn't either. So they showed me the promos that they had been working on. Cause for, for some reason, Cliff was in the, um, he had gotten into the advanced class. So he'd been there for a while. Okay. So they'd been working on promo class, this greaser gimmick, and they wanted a girl on old school roller skates. They didn't know what she looked like. They didn't know her name. They just wanted her on old school roller skates for the gimmick. So I was, so I was like, wow. Like, so, so Jimmy knew me and knew kind of my, what he said was my work ethic. So he's like, let's ask her, you know? So it kind of came together all in one week and it almost didn't happen. So that, so Wednesday was TV. Jimmy approached me. That coming Tuesday, Johnny Ace and everybody was coming down to evaluate who was down there. So we didn't tell anybody that we were putting this together. So I had to go out and find the skates. I had to find the outfit and all this stuff. So we kind of like scrambled. And on Sunday, we got together at the school, came up with my name. It was either going to be Cherry from Outsiders or Sandy from Greece. And wrestling-wise, Cherry just made. Sure. (laughs) So so then... um, Tuesday, well, Monday night comes around and Jimmy calls me and he's like, Hey, Danny's not going to, Danny said, you can't come because it's only for contracted talent. And I was like, Oh my God. Like, and I was just like bummed, but what could I do? Yeah. So my boyfriend at the time, Judas Young was actually coming in to visit. So I was like, all right, I'll just get, you know, clean the house and like have everything ready. He's coming. You know, he's like, just be ready. He's going to go down and really fight for me. So long story short, he fights for me the day of. He calls me. He's like, get down here. So I grab all of my stuff. I run into Davis Arena. And the first person I see is Rip Rogers. Now I'm oh. in his class. I didn't tell him what was going on. And I, he looks at me with like, are you kidding me? You're late. And I'm like, I wanted to be like, Rip, I didn't mean to be. You don't understand. <laughs> so I run into the girls' locker room and change really quick. And again, nobody knows that this is going on. So I come out my skates and I hadn't roller skated since I was like little. Oh, well. So of course, Deuce and Domino are across Davis Arena. So I, I roll and I said to Deuce, I'm like, catch me. <laughs> I, just, I couldn't stop. Hilarious. It was like a pin drop. It was the best feeling ever. So I roll out and everybody stopped talking. They were like, <laughs> watching I, me roll across the that is so great your name should have been cherry pop that's pop, funny because we'll get cherry, to that because cherry that's so great i'm uh-huh. sure that i had in wwe that i that i was using i wanted to use cherry pop but vince nixed it out so Mick Foley's right. like, what's your, what's your finisher? And I was like, cherry pop. And they ended up calling it the doo-wop drop because Vince didn't like it. And Vin- and Mick was like, I tried. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
sorry. Yeah. So you you come out with the skates. Do you have the big, you know, the big skirt, the big poodle skirt and the whole the hair up and I didn't have the poodle skirt. I had this like blowout skirt. It was just kind of what I can make Close shift. Low, sure. You know. Because you had five minutes to prepare. Was yeah. that because you had five minutes to prepare for this big, yeah, of course. Right. Okay. So um we go through the day. They do matches. Um, you know, they do drills. They do all of that stuff. And um, Johnny Ace just kept having. He's like, he's like, Jimmy, bring your team. Jimmy, bring your team. So we got up to the point where we were doing promos, and we all get online for promos. And and uh, Johnny Ace goes to um, Cliff. He goes, I want you guys up next because they would go into Danny's office and watch us on the TV, on the cameras. <clears throat> so we made us skip the line. So we go and do our thing and we had been working on promos. So that worked. Um, so long story short, like they ended up cutting it cause we had a ton of people there and Arn was there. Um, Ted DiBiase was there. Uh, there were so many, uh, Dr. Tom rip Danny Davis. Um, so they greet the, the room. They're like, thank you so much. Blah, 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 blah. They give us words of wisdom and all that stuff and then johnny goes jimmy bring your team into the office i was like what <laughs> yeah so they just so so johnny brings us in and basically says we loved it this is great this is awesome you know i'm thinking i almost didn't even make this right so he says we want to sign you and that's Ugh. all i heard uh, oh i did hear he goes oh and i didn't know you could wrestle like they they knew nothing about me <laughs> they didn't knew that I they didn't know that I was in the classes. I had been on the indies. They were like, oh, even a bigger bonus. So mm -hmm. I was like, <laughs> I was there for four months, Francine. Four months. Unheard of. Like uh. I just incredible. And the funny thing is they wanted to debut us that next Monday on Raw. So we got booked to go to the house show loop that weekend. And we're like, Oh my God, we're like a week old. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're training down there for four months. You get thrown into this position. Opportunity. No notice. Yep. yep. Right place, right time. Kind of, sort of, because you, you made it to the right place at yep. the right time. Right. And then the next week, we want you on Raw. What, yep. what is going through your mind? Are you blown away at this point? Completely blown away. Yeah. Completely because blown away. It sounds like to me you're, you're having a positive experience in OVW. Yes. Right? Oh, OVW is the best. Do the you best. feel like you were ready for all? We, we definitely didn't think we were ready. We were, okay. we were a week old. I mean, the boys had been working. We didn't get that chemistry really yet. So they ended up flying us in the house show loop. Um, and we were supposed to do something with superstar Billy Graham that Monday. I think like his book was coming out or something. Yep. You were going to interrupt it or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then we ended up going, but they didn't use us. They scrapped it, which was a godsend because we ended up staying down in OVW for a year. So we ended up debuting a year to the day that Cliff and I got signed January 19th. Oh, wow. Um, which gave us that time to marinate. So it was yeah. a blessing. Yeah, because you got to uh, work on the characters, chemistry together, mm -hmm. and when you finally go up to, uh, you know, the main roster, how long were you there for, and what was your opinion? Because I know back then, I worked there in 2006, and it was very negative for me, mm -hmm. and it's, it, it's either... Anybody who says anything, it's either the most wonderful thing that ever happened to them or they wanted to kill themselves because it was the worst experience of their life. I didn't want to kill myself <laughs> over it, but I I would have right. preferred to not be there. What okay. was your experience? Positive? Uh, negative? Um, it was, I wasn't really sure of anything. So I just kind of kept to myself and was quiet and, and, you know, just said my hellos and stayed in the corner. And, you know, it wasn't, I just kind of like followed my lead and then met up with the boys and what do we need to do? And, you know, I had known some people from OVW or what have you, but I didn't, in the beginning, it wasn't bad. I just didn't know what to do and I didn't want to do the wrong thing. So I just kind of like stayed the straight and narrow and I go back to yeah. my hotel room at night and be like, oh, and breathe. You know? <laughs> um, nobody was ever mean to me or anything like that. Right. And, Right. It was just navigating this new environment, this new, bigger environment. It's like, oh, I'm here. Like, wait, I'm here. You know, so I never yeah. had any bad experiences. Um, I know I'm not made for that industry, I feel. 
or that television environment. Like I'm just a normal girl that loves wrestling and was able to live my dream. So a lot of the like politicky stuff, I didn't really understand, <laughs> but okay. I feel like I got along with everybody. I feel like I had a, a decent time. I, I started to struggle with myself towards the end, which was not delightful. So okay. it wasn't because of somebody being mean to me or butting heads with anybody or I mean, we all get struggles with the creative team and how the story's going. And that was, you know, natural, I feel. But I had a bad time in a sense because of myself. I got super insecure and I felt so out of place. And um, even though they were doing stuff with me and it was going really well for me, I just got super insecure and self-conscious, you know. So, yeah, I think we just, all do I, at I, one my, point. I crumbled within myself, but it wasn't because of somebody else. Like every, all the girls to me were very nice to me and you were very nice to me and Shelly and, you know, it was chaotic when everybody was there. Yeah. I mean, I think the difference between you and I, like I always say it was a great opportunity for, for me, you know, I I'm glad I took the opportunity, but it wasn't my cup of tea. That's what I say. Um, the, the difference is me going in there um, there was no plan, so to speak. I was told one thing. And then as soon as I got there, that was like that conversation never happened. And they, they, no one was on board with that because nobody knew what I was told to sign the contract. Right. So, uh, you know, I was told something and then I go in there and I have to do something completely different. Like you, I would say you're kind of homegrown in a sense that you were never signed anywhere right. and they molded you, you trained right. with them. So I had 13 years experience, but it wasn't experience with them. Right. So I go in there and I'm, I'm pretty much scared to death. I have my tail between my legs, humble as hell, you know, trying, I'm getting, I'm getting people stuff from catering that have been in the business for six months. Like I'm serving people, like I'm just trying to fit in. I don't want to cause any waves. And yeah. then I'm told I, I don't politic enough. Uh, in office, you're not politic mm -hmm. enough. You're not out there. You're not, you're not trying to get a spot. You're like watching paint dry. So when I hear you say, you know, you kept to yourself, I did the same thing, but I got heat for it. I got in trouble. Wow. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was a total, it was like you and I are kind of like the same person. We have the same mind frame about that place. Yeah. But if we did things kind of equally, but it was a different reaction. And well, I think that's the problem. It's, the, I've always said, I never felt like everybody was on the same team. Like, hey, you want me to go do this? And I come back and I do something you don't want me to do. They don't tell you like, Hey, nope. we would have rather you have done this. Like they, it's such a guessing game. So it, it's, you know, nothing's ever the same. Like when I did my match with Natty, it was her debut match and fit and, and us, we put it together and it went over really well. We come back, I mean, standing ovation in gorilla. Right. So I'm like, yay. So they loved it. It went well and fit was happy. So the next week I did another match. It was exactly the way they wanted it or how I knew it came back and nobody would look at me. Nobody would tell me anything. Nobody would say anything. I'm like, did I make a mistake? Did I do what you wanted me to do? Like your agents won't even tell you what's going on. Not after that second one. So I was like, wow, this is weird. So I get what you're saying because things you could, they could want one thing from you. And then I can be doing that same thing. And it's, and it's like, you're not doing it right, but I'm doing it. I totally totally get what you're saying and it doesn't make any sense and like do you get heat for it that you, you don't know about because you know i i can't even tell you how many times i sat in front of johnny ace and cried and asked for my release and was like this isn't a good fit for me because yeah. like you're presenting ideas and no one's listening to you yeah you know yeah I mean? it's like it's super frustrating to me and for somebody I'm not lackadaisical, lackadaisical when it comes to working. Like my work ethic is really high because yes, at one true. point, like, and you were the same way. We love this business and you wanted to work and you wanted to grow. And, you know, I kept saying to them, I want to work. I want to work. It was like going in one ear and out. The other. No one cared that I was even there. 
And I'm thinking, why am I hired? You yeah. know, in your instance, you were there, you trained, they saw something in you and they're salivating to get you on TV right away. And, yeah. you know, you take a year, you get your craft, you, you, you know, go with these two guys and you become a threesome that they love. Mm-hmm. And yet you're doing things that they're not approving and no one's telling you what you're doing wrong. Well, I don't know if they approved or approved or not. Nobody told me either way. So I, you know, if, but looking back on it now, obviously not in the moment you don't understand, but just talking to Natty and talking to TJ and talking, you know, I ran into Dean Malenko in the airports and, you know, being able to talk to people over time. It's not just us talent where things kind of go they're just you don't know what's going on it's the producers too so I think yes I may have felt like what is going on and somebody tell me like should I have done this should I do that was that perfect was that not was they're getting that too so I think everybody's in this like dire circle of like what's going on what are the agents there for they're there to critique your work they're (laughs) there to tell you no that's what they do you yeah. have an agent, you know, everybody has their agents back there. Yeah. Um, Stephen Kern was one of my agents all the time. Oh, and he gave me feedback you. all the time. Like, I didn't work much for them. Like, we did. I worked every house show loop and stuff for six months. But I didn't get a lot of TV time. Because, honestly, I, I you know, I was paired up with balls. And then he took a urine test and he had drugs in his system and got kicked off the road. And then it was like, go get a bathing suit. You're going to do... And I'm just like, I don't want to do, <laughs> I don't yeah. want to do these bikinis. I never did bikini stuff. And I'm in my third, mid thirties now. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? And yeah, it's like, if, if you go to the office and you say, I can do this, this, and this. And Vince McMahon tells me, I know nothing about you. Well, it's your company, dude. Why am I even here? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like w- when you say there's no feedback, I, I kind of get that. And and at some point I just said to myself, they're just telling me things that I want to hear at this point. And I-, I can't do anything to change it because they're not willing to change anything. I'm not you sure know? some people knew. I remember one time um, we were in the car about to drive out for our entrance. Our music was playing and we were wrestling um, Brian, uh, London Kendrick. And our agent came over and was like, they just changed it again. And they oh, jumped out of the car. Terrible. Right before you, like, two minutes before you're supposed to go out? Yeah. Oh. So I, looking back on it now, I, can, I, I think everybody feels that way. You know what I mean? I feel like the producers feel that way and the wrestlers feel that way and we feel that way. And so it's. Yeah. That's why I say like, I'm just a normal girl who's not used to that kind of lifestyle. Yeah. Well, it's, I don't know. It was apples and oranges. ECW was so laid back and then you get to this place and it's like a zoo. It really is like a zoo. Yeah. Um, How long, how long did you last there on the main run? You were there in OVW for a year. Then you move off. Yes. And then I was, um, oh, so I got released August of 08. With okay. the crash of everybody. Domino got released the week before me. Then I got released in the second talent releases. And then the last two weeks of the month, they let a ton of people from headquarters go. So okay. so roughly about three years with the company? Between yeah. Two, two and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Regret it or learning experience? No. Okay. No. I. It's a blessing now. I can see now that it was a blessing. I just take it, you know, I wish I could have done more, but it was... I take responsibility for it because I did not towards the end when I got super in my head and I got super insecure, I didn't take, I didn't invest in myself. Like Natty invests in herself and she lives 10 minutes from, I moved closer up towards where she is. So, okay, you know, she just invests in herself. She can do PR, she can do matches, she can carry people, she can build people, she can do everything. Um, and I didn't do that. You know, I was so nervous. I was hiding. I was nervous about, you know, being seen. I just... I got so insecure that yeah. I didn't take the advantage of fit and, and regal and just these people that I could have really picked their brains from. And, um, I just got, so it was my fault. I mean, I don't blame them for letting me go. I didn't, they wanted to do stuff with me and I should have taken advantage of it, but I don't think I was in my own mindset to be able to 
I don't know. It's just, it's, 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 it's upsetting to think of it like that because I just know that they were planning on doing things with me, but I, I honestly, I take the responsibility. I dropped the ball. Okay. So I I also feel like if, you know, back then we had social media and everything like they have now, because we really didn't have all this, you know, Twitter and Instagram and all this bullshit. Right. Um, we could have reinvented ourselves and, and pushed ourselves more. But, you know, back then I had a flip phone and, <laughs> you know, I think the only messaging I remember was like WWE had a message board on the on dot com or something. And probably yeah. and like touch. And and the stupid dirt sheets, which you know, 90% of the time are wrong anyway. So yeah. I mean, you know, I, I felt like every time that I watched you, you looked beautiful. And I could I could just think back to when I thought you were a kid, but apparently you weren't. So <laughs> you looked like a kid to me. Um oh, I, I saw you grow. As as a, not only a woman but as a performer, like I I I watched you from just this this little girl outside the ring, and then I watched you do your matches, you know, and and it was so nice. Like I I kind of saw you blossom, you know. So when I saw you on, on WWE, I was just like I'm, I was proud. Like I felt like because I love seeing my friends thrive. Yeah, you no, know? yeah. and and I was so happy for you. And the I thought the gimmick was adorable, like really, really Thank cute you. stuff. Um, I, I loved it. I get the insecurity thing because I think all females go through being insecure, you know, with weight, with looks, with this, that, and the other thing. I'm not a Barbie doll. I didn't look like the other girls. I felt like I had to work 20 million times harder to prove myself that I deserved to be in in this industry. So I get what you're saying, but to me, you looked perfect and you fit that part well, and you did a great job. Uh, I'm excited that you're starting to do some signings. I know you say you're completely out of the business, but do you have anything coming up um, anytime soon that people should be aware of? No, uh, no signings just yet. Um, Just more social media cameos, things like that. So your own cameo, what's your, uh, what's your little, do they just look you up under cherry? Yeah, under cherry DDC check. Okay. I'm under. Perfect. Yeah. I just did some uh this morning. So Cameo is a oh, great good. Yeah. yeah. If good. anybody wants to look her up on Cameo, she'll uh she'll wish you a happy birthday or she'll heal the shit out of you. One or the other. That's right. The heel ones are the best. I love them. I know. Yes, they're fun. And then on social media, where can people find you? So Twitter, I'm former Diva Cherry, so FMR Diva Cherry. And then Instagram, I'm also DDC Chick. Awesome. Well, honey, I yeah. loved speaking with you. It's been way too long. And way too, um, long. Way too long. Hopefully, uh, you'll get booked on one of these conventions and we'll bump into each other. And Yes, for sure. I would love that. Yes, that would be more. wonderful. But um, until then, we'll keep in touch. And um, nothing Thanks. but luck to you. Uh, enjoy Florida. Enjoy your job. And you look beautiful. Thank and you. I'm so happy thank that you, you as uh, well. Yeah, thank you. I'm so happy that we got to oh. uh, share this little bit of time together. So everybody yeah, go we'll get down in Florida and then we can do like coffee or something. I would love drinks. that. I'm trying <laughs> believe me, this is why I'm working to move my ass down there. So hopefully I will see there you, you go. later. And uh, everybody, <laughs> please um, you know, go follow Cherry because she's she's an awesome chick. So absolutely lots of love you, sweetheart. I'll talk to you soon. Love you guys. I love you. See Bye. you later. She looks awesome. And there goes Cherry. Interesting story. I never yeah. really knew the story about how she got there. So uh, very, very, uh, very interesting. And um, yeah, I had no idea about the New Jersey background. Oh, yeah, that's she's didn't know. I knew she was from I Jersey. I just didn't know the full. I mean, that was a that was a rocket list of uh... I thought she was like so much younger. Like when when I would see her on these shows, I'm, I'm just like, oh. But I don't know. But she looks great, and uh, it was it was nice to hear her story because it yeah, was absolutely. interesting. But the, the you know the whole insecurity part gets me really sad. Yeah, no, that's absolutely. I, I I went through. I still go through it now. You know, I just 
being a woman, especially in an industry where it's uh, male dominated and your fans are probably, you know, 85 to 90 percent male most of the time. It's it's hard. You can't always fit the description of uh, bombshell yeah. in people's eyes. So I totally get what she's saying, but um, she, I think she's delightful. I'm, yeah. I'm happy yeah. that she was on. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, what else we got? I think we head to the uh, to the wrap. Yeah, I think uh, I think we should know what we're doing on Patreon this week. Well, we've got some extras that will be recorded in transit, so those are TBD'd. Okay. Um, so we don't know what those will be, but we're going to watch the One Man Gang taking on the franchise Shane Douglas from Scranton, Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania, December twenty seventh, nineteen ninety eight. Wilkes Barre. Wilkes Bar, Wilkes Bar, whatever. So it's, uh, it's in Pennsylvania. Go find it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't remember this match at all. So this should be uh, interesting. You know, when, when yeah. do I remember anything now? Did, did we work together yet? You were there, and yes. that's all that matters. Um, so that's yes. patreon.com slash Francine Podcast. Yes. You want to follow me? It's at Chad EMB on Twitter, at IB Exclusives on Instagram. Website is IBExclusives.com. Belowthecollar.com slash IB Exclusives. Get yourself a Chad t shirt. Yeah, you won't be disappointed. You'll look really cool in red and yellow. That's all I can say. As being, uh, you know, a, a Hulk Hulkamaniac my whole life, it's a tribute to the Hulkster. There you go. Uh, across the board on social media, you can find me at ECW Diva Francine. And uh, if you want to buy one of my shirts, you can go over to PWTs. I recommend the Francine 469. It is very trendy. Uh, cameo. Come over to Twitter and book yourself a cameo. Uh, I just did three of them this morning. Looking to do some more. And uh, with that, uh, that's a wrap. There's exciting news coming across from our friends over at Manscaped. Just launched is their fourth generation performance package. This ultimate package includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0 Manscaped, the leaders in male grooming, have done it again to make your grooming game next level. Join myself and the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the new performance package 4.0 by going to manscaped.com and using our promo code Francine to get 20% off and free shipping. This performance package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived, and oh man, it was worth the wait. Inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Toner, the Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all of your goodies. And let's start off first by saying the new Performance Package 4.0 includes the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. This trimmer is absolutely ridiculous, and I dare say the greatest ball trimmer ever. Okay, yeah. I went and said it. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunctional on off switch that can engage a travel lock and gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. And did I mention that the 4.0 Lawnmower is also waterproof? And if you thought that was good, but you want to take your grooming game even further to the next level, the Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker. The Weed Whacker will chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and your ear. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor powered by 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations, their crop preserver ball deodorant for before leaving the house, and the crop reviver ball toner for a mid-game ball check. Trust me when I say this, your balls will thank you. And to take it even a step further, Manscaped threw in two free gifts to the Performance Package 4.0. That, of course, is the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag so you can bring your comfort and your boxers to another level. So my favorite part, the call to action. Get 20% off and free shipping using the promo code Francine at Manscaped.com. Again, it's 20% off plus free shipping with the code Francine at Manscaped.com. We've said it forever but your balls have been through enough this past year. Treat them with the best tools for the job. And of course, that is brought to you by our friends over at Manscaped. And as always, and like we've been saying from the start, we thank Manscaped for being a part of the Eyes Up Here family.